for all NBA for all NBA warriors. You are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. We're back, Golden Spaces Odyssey Original Podcast. I'm still annoyed. It's Nat and Justin. What's good? <laughs> nah, man, I'm annoyed, and I'm and and I'm annoyed because Dub's Twitter is so damn annoying. They're annoying every goddamn game. Oh. They need a team meeting. They need a team meeting tonight. What they gonna meet about? Like the three best players weren't there. Like <laughs> players only meeting for that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we had a team meeting for tonight's game. Um, Clay was not great, IQ wise, but Clay is not on the team for that at this point, and you know I don't know what people are expecting. I mean, obviously don't. Don't just leave your man in the corner and stuff like that. Like, yeah. Uh, but for the most part, when Steph and Dre and the guys are there, they kind of reel him. They reel him in. Like, it's he he doesn't have the, you know, the opportunity to make super boneheaded plays like that. And this is why, you know, Clay is Clay, right? He's not a lead ball handler. He's not a guy that's gonna that should be having the ball that much in his hands and. You know, at the, especially at this point in his career, so it, it is what it is. Um, I don't even know why why Kerr played him tonight. Like you should have just rested him with the others, because like, are you really going for the win or not? Because it's just like Clay has limitations when he's out there without those guys. Yeah, yeah. So maybe. like, what yeah. was even the fucking purpose? Because honestly, it was Jordan and and Kaminga who carried this game. For sure, for sure. Um, and Moody came in there. He had some good minutes uh, to kind of put them over the hump. And tired Jerome. Yep, I think the two way the two way experiment. It's not really experiment because they had to play tonight because guys are sitting out. But yeah, two way guys have they've pitched in their impact value for the year. I think it's time to ditch that plan and uh, use Moody and Kaminga. And can we see just stop with the bullshit? Pretty much. Uh, how much more you got to see, Kerr? How much more you got to see? <laughs> At this point, Kaminga just better be a permanent fucking fixture in the rotation. He, yeah, he has to be. He has to be. Um, he's figuring it out. The He's not taking too many bad shots. He's going out there. and Because last year, Kaminga, or even early in the year this year, Kaminga, he would have took a few more shots later on the game where, where Kessler or Olenek was just giving him three, four, five uh, feet of space. And he was like, you know, I'm going to get the ball to a ball handler and we're going to, you know, get some good action going. So it's good to see the growth from him there. And then obviously his his athletic gifts jump off the screen and, you know, they pop for him. He was able to get to the rim. He had two crazy dunks in a row. So you can definitely see, like, the potential and what he's giving them currently. Uh, so, yeah, just happy with Kaminga. Moody stays ready always, locked and loaded. Like I said, those threes for him are layups. Like I legitimately think he's going to be a high thirties, forty percent three point shooter when he gets permanent rotation minutes and and the looks and the rhythm and stuff like that. He just got to get it. All right, so Boston won. They wax the Suns. I can't even fucking smack them, <laughs> smack them, and I can't even enjoy that shit. Can't even enjoy it. Um, 
they're feeling good and now they're coming in here on Saturday. I mean, look, I know the Warriors are going to be ready for that game, but I'm just, I'm annoyed. Someone asked me the other night, do I still think they win? Yes, I do still think they can win, but I think the other conditions matter. For me, this is never about, do I think Steph, Dre, and Clay and Andrew have the ability to compete? That's not what it is. It's seeding. It's being in the best, best position to do it. And I'm not one of these del- delirious fans who thinks that none of that shit matters. It matters. For sure. And it's about the process, too. If you're going throughout the season and you're just, like, not taking games seriously, punting games left and right, uh, you know, just continuing to lean into bad lineups or just continuing to lean into players that don't fit and just aren't good players, then – you know, it could potentially come back to bite you in the long run. So they just got to get on track. like no consistency, right? Yeah, because yeah. it's like. Exactly. Right. Consistency. I apologize That's for interrupting the, you. The only part of the season where they've had any consistency was the stretch of games before this Pacers game where they got a good groove going and they looked like they were getting ready to go on a long run of extended, um, you know, high level winning compared to in the beginning of the season. And then they. Dropped a game to Indiana, they shouldn't have lost. Punted this game, essentially, even though they had a chance to win. And now they got the toughest part of the season to date coming up with this crazy road trip against pretty much all good teams. Um, it, It's going to be tough. So we'll see how they fare. But They might fall below 500. <laughs> they might fall way below. Not way below, but they might fall three, four games below. If they drop both games. There's two sets. Of back-to-back in there, which is why I said, this is why you're never going to justify to me resting them tonight. It's You're never going to justify it to me because, and because I know there's no chance you're playing them on both, on all of them, on all those back-to-backs. Yeah. You are probably correct. Let me see what they, what they're. I mean, the back-to-backs is what? This One of them is Toronto and one of them is Indiana, I think? No. It's Milwaukee, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Then they got Philly that Friday. Mm-hmm. Then they go to Toronto. Toronto win. So Philly's on a Friday, Toronto Sunday. Oh, then okay. they fly to New York and play the Knicks. And oh, then yeah, Brooklyn. yeah, yeah. Knicks, Brooklyn, yeah, back-to-back. Yeah. Like none of these none of these games are gimmies. I mean, they can't even beat a tanking team without their guys. So tough. Very, very tough. We'll see how they do though. I mean, like they could surprise, they could surprise us and play all the games and have a come out of it with a good record that would kind of restore my faith right now. Um, but they have seven games before Christmas. That includes the Boston game, which is at home. Tough. <laughs> they need to go four and three to at least remain above 500. 
Yeah. And we shall see if they can do that. I mean, <laughs> they can probably beat Boston this Saturday at home. I expect that they'll be dialed in for that after losing two games in a row. Yeah, I think so, too. And then you have Milwaukee, and you have two days before Milwaukee. Philly really isn't that good, either. But that second night in Indiana? Philly, Philly's sneaky because I'm sure their bench is just, like, better than our bench. <laughs> That's really the that's really the thing. It's like, okay, our starters, sure. Starters can play with anybody. Second unit or just a moment a starter does not is not on the court. Even though it's been better than at the beginning of the season, it still you know, can lose you the game. So it is none of these games are are gimmies. They need to really go five and two over the next seven games, but I don't know if they will. Yeah, I predicted the this 10-game stretch they'd go seven and three. So far, they've dropped both of the games that I thought were easy wins, and they should have been easy wins. Uh, well, we couldn't predict people not playing in Utah because that wasn't expected with it not being a back-to-back. You knew I was skeptical about Indy. Yeah, I think if they beat Indy, yeah, they probably still rest guys. But yeah, got to go seven and one to keep my predictions <laughs> alive. So if if they go in, if they beat Boston and beat Milwaukee back to back, how is that? What what does that change for you outlook wise? In terms of what? In terms of just how you feeling about the team right now. Nothing is going to change anything for me outlook-wise until they're, like, several games above 500. You know, like, five, six, seven, eight games. That means, like, you need to go on a win streak. And to do that, you got to play. Like, every time you rest someone, you take a step back, right? So let's say they even go beat Boston and Milwaukee. Well, that puts you two games above 500. But then if they lose to Indy, let's just say, then... Mm you're back to then you're only one game. So then let's say you go to Philly and you win that. Then you're back to two games. Can they go to Toronto and win? Maybe. Okay, so now you're three games. And then you have New York, Brooklyn. They probably lose in one of those teams in New York. And I just don't know, like, are you going to go all in on the Knicks or Brooklyn? Because, like, that's the team that has, like, Kevin Durant. Or maybe you don't even care at this point. (laughs) Or either, well, that's um, the one in um, the Knicks is a TNT game. So that's a that's a live TV game. Brooklyn is a league pass. Probably because remember at the beginning of the year, they didn't know what was happening with Brooklyn. So a lot of their games got taken away. Yeah. Yeah, so. And then you, you have to remember that, like, Steph doesn't traditionally play well on Christmas Day. <laughs> right. And they're going to be playing the Grizzlies. And the Grizzlies are going to be turned up, ready to go. I did see something about Bane earlier today. Did you see any update about Bane? I'm not sure if he's going to play or not. But, I mean, they they just – they're like 
the Spurs in a way, but they're kind of like the young version where they just kind of like one guy's out and the next guy just comes in and just fills in the role. So they're going to be ready for sure. Just a tough stretch. I mean, he's going to be out three to four more weeks. Oh, okay. So he's not playing. Uh, which means somebody like Aldama is going to have a, the best game of his life against us and hit 10 threes. But, I mean, the only good thing is that, like, from Christmas Day on, they just have, like, an extended home stretch, home stand, although one of those, there is a back-to-back in there. And Utah's on the second night of that back-to-back, and Charlotte's the first night. Charlotte always plays them hard, too. It's, like, another one of those teams they just have issues with. And yeah. then Utah's, like, a back-to-back, but maybe they're going to want to get Utah back for that win, so maybe they'll just be up for it anyway. But it's one, two, counting Christmas Day, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight-game homestand that lasts over one, two, basically a three-week period. They will, in that third week, go to San Antonio at the end of the week on a Friday, but it's basically about three weeks. Well, I don't, I don't know when they would fly out to San Antonio, but they're basically almost home for three weeks. Gotcha. And those teams. You had, I mean, you had to assume that the schedule was going to lighten up, especially after this next month of all these back-to-backs and this road trip and playing essentially all the good teams that you haven't played so far in the season. Um, But they got to go on a run at some point this season over a 20-game stretch where they win like 15 games. If they want to get a top three seed, if they want to be – you know, put together a stretch of basketball that shows everybody that, that, that they're still a contender and that they're a legitimate team, they should be able to go on a 20-game, 25-game stretch where they only lose like six or seven games. Um, I think that might be the springboard for that, like that run right there after the road trip. Uh, but it, it might have to be. You know, early in the season could have been that. You know, they go 0-5 against essentially all bad teams in the East the uh, bad teams, like I would even feel better if it was like the good teams, you right. know. But it's like that's what I'm saying. You have the other teams still coming up, right? Right. Yeah, they should be somewhere sitting. Um, what are they thirteen and thirteen right now? They should be. They should have at least twenty wins right now. Um. So, so now you got to make up for that later on in the season, or potentially like as soon as possible to to get up there. Thankfully the standings are still not right crazy gap. They're only four games out of first. Um, and they're only a half. No, they're only three and a half games out of third. They go on a run. Like I said, where they only lose five games out of 20. They only lose eight games out of 25. Then they can easily climb up and, and get into home court advantage. Uh, yeah, just know that whoever they play in the finals, they're not gonna have home court. So yeah, that's just that's kind of out of the question at this point. So it's and maybe the- not. Well, let me see. What's the distance between them and the Suns? It's still like four games, right? Yeah, I'm not convinced the Suns lost tonight for the conference finals, even if they're first. But I'm just saying, right now they're at the top of the standing, so that's the oh, highest. Yeah. So it's four <laughs> games between whoever's at the top of the West right now, right? Yeah, they're tied with the Pelicans for first. I think they have the tiebreaker as far as a head-to-head matchup on the Pelicans. So they're first and Pelicans are second, but they have the same record. The Grizzlies are only a half game behind them. 
Um, and yeah, I mean, the Grizzlies and the Pelicans are like the two teams that I don't want to see when they get home court advantage. Like, I, I'd rather just play any of the other teams in the West. But, so that's going to be interesting. Hopefully they end up playing each other or something like that. Like, if, if the Warriors can't get a top three seed and New Orleans and Memphis are top three, I want them to be two and three and Phoenix to be one, right? So you get to see Phoenix in the second round rather than one of those two teams. All right, let's break again, I guess, and then come back and wrap. All right, guys, you're tuned into Golden Spaces. I'm starting to mellow, but we will be back. It's Nat and Justin.